Hi there and welcome to the Rejection Diaries Season 2. Tonight I am joined for this episode by Josie Smith, an author, and we're going to be discussing um, her her journey as an author, um, the, the challenges that her... Uh, she has faced and, and obviously everyone faces as a as a querying author and um the part that rejection has played in that. Um so hi Josie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real delight to have you on. Um before we we get stuck into the 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 main topic of the show, which is about uh, rejection, um could you tell the the people that are listening just a little bit about yourself? Um where you started writing, where your journey began? Yeah, so um, I tend to write mostly YA, and I always like to joke that I fell into it through reading YA and then just sort of never stopped, because even now I mostly read YA and not adult. But I was one of those early birds that I started writing my first novel at 10, because I'm like, hey, I can do it. If everyone else can, why not me? And then I didn't start getting serious about it and start querying until I was 15 and in high school. So definitely a little earlier than I know some people's journeys began, but it's been an exciting road all the same <laughs> oh brilliant and and what was it that sort of first got you got you started um, was there a, a particular book that you read and you thought oh I'd, I'd love to try I'd love to try writing or um did it come from somewhere else's spark it was my first love was always fantasy and so especially after reading like Ella Enchanted Bridge to Terabithia you know all the classics all the classic portal fantasies, especially I decided I wanted to write one of my own about a girl that I could relate to and stuff. And I think, you know, through wanting to find ourselves in books is where a lot of us begin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's a starting point for so many authors. Um, so you started writing um, and how, how did that go for you initially? Did you, did you do some courses? Did you just sort of, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and, and, and give writing the whole novel a go straight off. How, how did it start off for you? I started, yeah, like I mentioned, I started writing my very first at 10, worked on it on and off till I was like 14. I think even now it's only like 10,000 words. I really didn't get very far. But yeah, then I really got serious and did research on how to like outline and stuff in high school and sat down and finished my first at 15. And it was a hot mess, but I decided to query it anyway. And yeah, there's I mostly relied on blog posts online. Um, I was young in high school, so there weren't really many creative writing courses available for me yet. But yeah, it just, I mean, there's so many resources on the internet that are great. NaNoWriMo, the site has a lot of good stuff I remember finding. Um, so yeah, just even a quick Google search will get you most of what you need. Yeah, absolutely. There is, there's really is so much uh, good content out there. Um, so you you finished that um, that first novel. What what age were you when you finished? It was fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. And and so you sent it out to agents at that point. I did, and uh, I would like to sincerely apologize to any agent that had to read fifteen year old <laughs> me's work. I I don't like reading fifteen year old me's work, but no, I mean I definitely learned a lot. You know, like even just learning how to write a query letter, and you know, like what comp titles were and things like that you know it's it's such a learning curve right when you're first beginning yeah absolutely um i, I i'm in a similar boat where i would never uh, share that first book with with, <laughs> with anyone and similarly would apologize to all the agents who read it <laughs> so um did 
was it was it uh, a universally rejected uh, novel that first one that you sent out? Um, did you get any any sort of positive feedback from from your queries? No, it was mostly yeah form rejections. I think it took me yeah. another like two or three query novels before I started getting requests. Okay, so so take us on to that then. Um, the, the first one, obviously, you know, you were quite young and so on. You sent that out. Where, where did you go from there? And like, what's the sort of timeline in terms of the the next couple of novels? Yeah, so I had queried, yeah, I was a sophomore in high school um, when I kind of queried that first novel and then just kind of kept writing. Um, I probably should have paid more attention in class rather than all the writing I did. But no, I wrote, yeah, I think uh, after that one, I queried two or three more and not really any bites. But it's it's really interesting looking back now because I can kind of see my writing growing with me. And I did start young, but I think to my credit too, I was just very young and I really, you know, didn't have a whole lot of life experience to write from then. And then, yeah. And then uh, my, almost before I graduated my senior year of high school, I finished a historical that I still love very much. And I sent that one out and was amazed. It was like a switch had flipped. I went from form, nothing but form rejections to suddenly like getting, you know, interest in Twitter pitch contests and getting requests for my query. And, you know, I was 17, 18. I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, that's amazing though. You know, especially uh, at that age and, and only on your second novel, getting getting so much attention. So, so what was the what was the sort of final result from that novel? Um, did you did it, did anyone uh, make any offers, or was it, you know all passes in the end? Yeah, unfortunately, it it was passing at the end. I think I know historical and YA especially is a tough genre. And, you know, everything in this industry is so subjective. And I did sort of my crowning achievement with that one was I was able to, uh, I was one of the finalists in Ref Pit 2019. Um, I was chosen with an editor or chosen by an editor to work on that novel. And really, I learned a ton of editing from that contest. And it was even though unfortunately, nobody ended up signing that it was a great experience. And that was, I think that was the book that really showed me that like, yeah, I could do this. This was a career I wanted. Yeah, no, and it's, it's such a breakthrough moment that, isn't it? When you suddenly start uh, getting some positive feedback on, on the work, because you, there is that glimmer of hope and a bit of, you know, something that gives you a bit of fire to keep going and, you know, think that possibly one day we, we can do this. Yeah, absolutely um, right. <laughs> yeah, so that's amazing. So obviously RevPit, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that experience? What what did that involve and um, what did you learn from it? So it's, um, it's, I think it's kind of exploded in the last year or two, but it was a bit of a smaller contest when I, but it's similar to like Pitch Wars, uh, Author Mentor Match. Um, right mentor where it's it is a mentorship program um, this one specifically with uh, professional editors not other authors and so it, it was shorter the timeline I had about five weeks to go basically tear apart my entire book and do two rounds of editing on it um, the editor I worked with was so fantastic um, but yeah she, she did not pull her punches I think yeah and it was finals week at the same time so I think I ended up rewriting entirely from scratch about half the book and doing another round of just sort of line edits. And yeah, it's definitely a lot stronger. But I also since I was sort of self taught through blog posts, basically, um, it was really nice being able to learn like how to rip apart a book like that and really learn a lot about like pacing and just like 
even just simpler things that I thought I had, you know, by that point, I thought I was good with that, like, oh, wait, no, I still do this. I have trouble with, like, over telling the over explaining things to the reader. And so having other eyes on your work was really valuable, too. Um, And then it also taught me, I kind of found out through that experience that I really love editing. And as much as I want to get published, I also want to work now on the editing agenting side of publishing. So um, through the skills I picked up in RevPit, I was able to get my first publishing internship with a literary agent. So really that that contest opened a lot of doors for me and taught me so much of what I now cherish. That's amazing, um, and it's, it's, it's so. And th- these opportunities are so invaluable, aren't they? And um, as you say, like that's that sort of inspires you to go into another avenue with within publishing as well, which which is which is amazing. Um, so you wrote that second novel. You did Rev Pit. Um, you created it, and you know, and you, you came quite close. How how did the two experiences? of rejection compare between that that first novel and that second novel um how did you know like was it quite crushing with the first one and a bit more positive with the second one or you know how how did the two experiences compare with each other I actually, it was more heartbreaking the second one. I think there was definitely a lot more hope involved in that, especially once I got into RevPit and was getting requests. The first one, you know, once you once you pass like you know your first ten, twenty form rejections, you sort of almost lose that hope, and then it's you know you kind of get numb, and you're like, all right, well maybe next book, you know, it just won't be this one. But yeah, well then when you get to another one where it's a lot more successful, you really keep that hope, and you know it just yeah, and then when it doesn't pan out. It really was when I learned how tough this industry could be. And especially as I, as the kind of, I guess it's been about two years now, and a lot of the people in my RevPit cohort have gone on to get agents and even book deals for a couple of them. And, you know, it's so great. I love seeing on my timeline when anybody from RevPit is like doing well, I cheer them on. But, you know, at the same time, there's that little twinge of like jealousy, like, oh gosh, why, why can't I be there? Why isn't that me? And so, being able to cheer on the successes of others while knowing, you know, hey, your your day in the sun's coming too is a really important thing I've learned as well. You know, eyes on your own page all the time. Otherwise, you know, just the the depression will eat you alive. Yeah, absolutely. Um and 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 community and having writers alongside you, you know, sharing that journey, I think is is such a an important and powerful thing, isn't it, for authors? Yeah, that's what's helped me a lot, actually, too, just finding other people who understand the struggle, you know, trying to go through the query trenches alone is just impossible. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, that that brings us on then um, to, to, to novel three. Um, yeah, and <laughs> that one was high hopes. I think that was probably the most painful one, because it was it was like, number two, where it got a lot of requests, but ultimately just was not the right time or place. And so, you know, just, yeah, that's, that's where I am now, honestly, just sort of writing, editing, and fingers crossed that one day, one of these next ones will pan out and be the one that an agent falls in love with. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about perseverance, just continuing to, um, love the the creative aspect of it for just for the sake of the creativity as opposed to the you know the outcome or the you know the external verification of of i guess signing um you know with an agent or getting a publishing deal um is is that side of things um a hugely important factor for you you know the creative side and um helping you move on from disappointment 
Yeah, it really is. Especially, you know, when you, when that inspiration strikes and that's for me, like first draft is my favorite part of the process because that's where all the joy is. And so every time I have to like shelve one, I swear to myself, I'm not going through this again. And then I get another idea and it's, it's, you know, it's the thing I love most in the world. And so I can't stay away from it no matter how many times I promise myself I won't put up with the rejection. But yeah, I think being able to always find the joy in it. Remember why you want to do this is what does get, you know, at least me personally, it was what gets me through the worst days in the trenches. Yeah. And, and one thing I always find really interesting um, about writers is how, so do you have like a, a set routine for writing? Is there like a, I don't know, like a thing that you do every day or is it what, you know, weekly or are you more like you wait for the inspiration to strike and, and, you know, you, you write lots in a quite intense period. How does, how does your writing routine work? I tend to only do about one or two first drafts a year, but it's, and I'll do them in a month, but it's a really chaotic month. I find it's, I call them lightning strike ideas where I'll get a little, you know, every once in a while you get a, Hey, what if, or that would be cool. But I know when it's an idea I want to write, cause it, it just, it hits like a lightning strike. And so I try to like take all of that excitement and just throw out a first draft and they're always really chaotic, but when I'm that passionate about it, I'll find, I'll like write in every spare minute. And so it's like that, whatever month that is, is just NaNoWriMo for me. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I found works best for my drafting process. Cause I can edit the messy first draft once it's down, but trying to, I've, tr- yeah, I, I'm jealous of people who can stick with a regular writing routine. I've tried that, but Um, I mean, I'm a full-time student with two other internships during the year. So any spare moment I have is, you know, it's, they, they're, they come fleetingly. So, um, yeah, trying to stick with a regular writing routine just because every day of mine is different. I never know what the day is going to look like or if I'm even going to have time to be at my computer. So those lightning strike ideas and just writing in every spare moment is how I get my drafts done. That's that's so interesting to hear. I, I love them um, hearing about how different and varied different writers' processes are. Like, you get you do you get those people who are very disciplined and will sit and write five hundred or a thousand or two thousand words a day. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you get obviously other people who are more they they write in bursts um, quite intensely, and that's obviously the camp that you you belong in more. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask as well, uh, what are you what are you going to be working on next then? What's the next project that you're potentially going to be querying? Is it a, a, another, is it a YA fantasy or is it something a bit different? I, the last year or so I've had, you know, I think everyone's been feeling that burnout with COVID and everything. And so it was, I was having trouble like finding that joy again in writing. And so um, I'm actually doing NaNoWriMo starting in, I guess, like at at the time of recording two days. And so uh, I just wanted to write something entirely for me. And it's an NA fantasy, which I know are both kisses of death right now. But you know, I might not even edit it, just just something to get me back into writing and enjoy the process again. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I think that's definitely what we all need to sort of recharge and refuel the, the creative batteries because it has been a tough time and there's not necessarily been so much positive inspiration, you know, in the world around us yeah. to, to draw from. So, yeah, that, that sounds perfect. Now, the, the last thing I wanted to ask you about um, was if you had 
an opportunity to speak to your younger self, say your 15-year-old self or your 2019 version of you and give them some sort of hard-earned experience or advice or tips that you've picked up since. What do you think you would say to them? Um, Because I think a lot of people listening will have had similar journeys to you and will really relate to what you're saying. And this could be, you know, something that really helps them. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's a hard question. I mean, definitely first off, don't let yourself become bitter. That's the, you know, it's, it's easy to become bitter in the trenches, but um, it really is just so subjective and timing is such a big part of it. Um, And so just keep that hope. And if you're feeling burnt out, don't be afraid to take a break, step back, write something that is just fun for you. You know, don't worry about if it's going to sell, but don't lose that joy and that hope in the process either. Perfect. And and I think that's a, a lovely sentiment. Uh, just to finish on, um, Josie, thanks so much for, for joining me and chatting and being so um, honest and sharing so much and, and giving us such insights and um, some some good advice and tips as well about your process. It was really great being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you.